be a fast one. Okay, welcome to the Limerick FC podcast. We're straight uber prepared this week. Straight into it. We've uh, Jason Connor, Darren, and Kev. Do we even have this one on? And myself. Right, I'm all right. the mics on, Kevin. Like I say, we're, we're oh. right on top of it. <laughs> um, things are picking up, lads. Is that right? Anybody? <laughs> um, well, we're, in, well we're, into, we're into a semi-final of a cup anyway. That's always good. Uh, we've picked up a few wins, I think. Was that draw a fix? Yes. I'd imagine so. Definitely. <laughs> should have the size of the balls? <laughs> the FBI are present here. Like. <laughs> 100%. See the size of the balls? I think number one was just with our big guest, black mark. With our guest Cork Case City. and our Janner who has no relation to it. <laughs> no, but listen, to be honest, in saying that, anyway, I've seen a lot of people saying... It's this draw, it's a terrible draw, we're in trouble, all this. Which of the draws were easy for us? You're talking about the two farm teams in the whole country, which are Dundalk and Shamrock Rovers, and the team who are going to walk to the league. There was none of them easy, like, but at the minute, I think Dundalk are coming back to their very best. They're just hitting the farm now, and obviously they're going to be putting everything into winning the league because Cork are taking the, or winning the cup because Cork are taking the league. Shamrock Rovers have won seven in a row. And have really hit a stride. So maybe on farm, even though it doesn't look it, Cork is possibly the, the best draw we could have hoped for. You would have rather it at home if you're not Barry Lynch. But <laughs> like, but listen, we, we'll go down there. All we can do with any of the three teams really is go down and give it everything. And what happens, happens. We'll have a day out of it. If we lose, we lose. We're expected to. If we win, I won't Rest be seen for either. about three months or something. But <laughs> no, look, it, it's going to be tough, but it's not going to be impossible. They're not really the same since the last Sean Maguire in saying that they're still very very good but I think um, just talking about like ourselves recently even if we stick with what we did down in Galway I think it was the best team selection and the best shape for us since uh, Neil that's his name since Neil <laughs> arrived like he had Shane Tracy out at left back he pushed Dave O'Connor back into his natural position of centre back and we just looked a lot more balanced of a team we just we, I think myself I was saying we looked like we were far more comfortable playing it out from the back with Shane at left back. We had kind of a midfield three. We had Bastion protecting with Dougie and Leija just in front of him and Leija was given the licence to really get up and support Rodrigo. Bastion down in Galway was probably one of the best individual performances for Limerick I've seen in a long, long time. Yeah, he, swept, he swept yeah. up everything. like, And I think... Jason will kill me after if I don't mention the fact that he actually called that we'd be a much better team about four months ago if we just put Shane Tracy left back and Dave O'Connor sent the way. Dave was getting a lot of stick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who that was. And look, I for one was kind of banging the drum that he was out of position. Look, it's blatantly obvious he wasn't comfortable at left back. Not his position. So I was delighted when he was back in at centre-back. And Which is why were they so slow to put players in their natural positions? That's the big question. Is it a big question? Is that that's, big a, question? that's the massive question yeah. for me. It really is. Are you overthinking it? Uh, look, it's, it's square plugs and round holes. Uh, trying to, oh, maybe we see something that other people don't see. I don't know. Really the first thing you do, put the guys in yeah, where they're most comfortable. Kind of work backwards from there. Especially when you're a new manager coming in. Um... What's his support team like? Is what I'd question. Who like Neil was coming in looking at the team. Uh, how much of the team had he seen before he was appointed? I think that was just DVDs he was looking much, at. Wonder yeah. how much input Willie Boland has. Yeah, since yeah. he was in, in over the team. Fairness, the previous guys who were there this season is taken probably nine months for them to put David Connor in his position. Yeah, <sighs> oh boy, he's been getting grief all year. Kid. 
info from you. Unfair. <laughs> very uh, unfair. Fair, no, very unfair. A lot as well. Like I thought he was excellent in Galway. But you didn't know. really get a fair crack at it. Like, I mean, he didn't. wasn't put in, into his position. No, I, I left what, there. What, what, what like I will say is, you know? listen, there's no point in me ever coming on here and trying to talk sense a small bit about how I act at games because emotion takes over and I lose head under. But like, at left back, I stand by the fact, at left back, I think Dave was terrible. But it wasn't his position. It was never his position. No, it did get taken out on him a, a lot. It got taken <laughs> out on him. But like, I suppose as well, if you're looking at it rationally, he wasn't in position. And as I'd agree with Jason, I thought he did very, very well in centre-back down in Galway. Like he, he won a lot of aerial balls that would have been dangerous otherwise. Now, listen, to be honest, I'm not going to go off the back of Galway and all of a sudden Dave O'Connor's Nesta. We were playing Galway, like, but he was a lot better in there. It's just he, he was never, ever suited. He was never mobile enough. And to be honest, he was awful going forward because I'm not sure if you've ever had to to play left back like that like so why it's taking so long I don't know maybe maybe he wasn't advised by the likes of Willie Bowling like and these people should have been stepping up and saying to him that's their job that's why they're there yeah. when you were over the team before it but maybe I would say a few fitness issues too Kevin earlier on the season or even up until recently that, maybe but Shane was Shane was fit Shane not yeah from when Neil was there like maybe I was thinking the reason why Shane was possibly did Neil not fancy him as much because he's only part time while the rest are full time was he thinking he wanted him in all the time training? But in in saying that, he's still a natural at that position. And st- Shane is still a very good player. He's not going to be it dropping off to level where it's going to hurt us. Kind of convince him, didn't it? Just to give him a run. Yeah, like I think, yeah. I think to be honest, it's probably even just a case of maybe it was trying to help Dave out a bit because he was getting so much, so much stick, and maybe it got to things were so bad at left back for Dave that he had to move him. And I think it's a testament to Shane Tracy when you think he's only a part-time player, has been out of the team for so long, stepped straight in, seamless performance, yeah. fitness-wise, you couldn't question him, experience, let's be honest, you yeah. didn't see Shane overlapping and trying to bomb up and down the pitch. He p- chose the times to go forward, yeah. all was quality in possession, and look, I've been banging the drum, fantastic player. we were at the area, fantastic. we were at the game as well. You could see when he was on the ball how comfortable he was. I think we got better out of Dougie of him as well. He looked for Dougie a bit more. Dougie got on the ball and we were more creative going forward. Yeah. So it's just that little bit of calmness while getting us forward because Shane would know Shane. He'd, he'd know Dougie, he'd, he'd know Legia. So I think... I've, I've been calling it for a while as well. I've been looking for Shane Tracy to come back into the team. everyone has. Everyone has been like, I think it's brilliant that he's back now. Hopefully, he sticks with him, and we look a lot more comfortable. We look like with, a team that actually Shane, looked dangerous. Yeah, with Shane, though, like I think he helped us massively in attack as well as defence. As Jason said, he's not one now at this stage, and with injuries, head and everything, he's not one. He's not going to be bombing up and down yeah. like a Sean Kelly would have been when he was there. But it's just he's he's a classy player, yeah. Shane, and he sees a pass immediately, and he'll get it straight in there to a Legia, to a Dougie. Whereas maybe. Dave and say Barry Cotter the other side they're unfamiliar with the position they're probably not the same level as Shane in terms of technique and everything so they're they're seeing the passes a bit later and when they do see them they don't really have the same quality to get them in like Shane can see a pass there he'll split he'll split the midfield and he'll have Dougie off on a run in two seconds yeah. like he's that good you know like the amount of balls that, uh, that he struck into Rodrigo from left back he pinged it straight yeah. into his feet yeah. and his chest, which allowed Legia then to go and join in. 
And look, I said it after the Finn Harps game when we were beaten. Shane Tracy was missed that night. If you're looking yeah, for a yeah, goal, exactly. especially when we went three at the back, um, we brought on Cameron wide left. Yeah. Well, in my opinion, it was Shane that should have been brought on wide left yeah. and just allow him to play. All the space that was there on yeah. that game against Finn Harps, Shane Tracy would have... Would just, have been a, a dream from just allow him to play, there, yeah. yeah. In in the opposition half, he would have created something for us, I'm sure. Uh, again, without going over all ground and going back into negatives, we took off Rodrigo that night, yeah. which again was another error in my opinion. But credit due to Neil, he picked the right team for the Galway game, yeah. the right result, very positive performance. Let's hope we can yeah, build I, on I think, it now. I think if we'd had a, the same team in the same shape. For the last few weeks, I don't think we'd be anywhere near the kind of battle we're in at the minute. Like I don't, yeah. I don't. But what I what I was very very happy with as well is, like people probably noticed this, our, our own group really really kind of turned at the end of the last Finn Harps game. Now we've been niggly given out recently, but we hadn't so much as we hadn't booed the team when we were blamed for booing the team. But there was no, absolutely no doubt we booed the team. I think it just looked like. They were very, very good for half an hour, 40 minutes against Finn Harps in the game they lost. Finn Harps got a man sent off. It makes it a small bit harder because they'll sit back with 10 anyway. But it just seemed, again to me, and we've I don't know how many times we've spoken about this now, Cairn, this year, in a big game where we had a chance to win and possibly be safe, we went behind. And it looked like to me some fellas just gave up and went through the motions for the rest of the game. So what we really, really wanted, fans-wise, is a it proper... Like a terrible result, Kevin. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was even the manager yeah. missed that in that game. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah, but like even they had a spark at half time when their manager got sent off. I don't know how they didn't capitalise on it. But like anyway. really though, down in Galway, what I was really, really happy with down Galway is the effort was there for yeah. the ninety minutes. The lads really bust their balls down the lake, which is. But it's like if this works out for Neil McDonald, that Galway game is going to be seen as a turning point. Yeah, yeah. because. Yeah. Even looking at Twitter, like even, even, whatever, even when we could, Kevin's Twitter before that, even when we conceded to go, the fans had every he had very little support going into that match. Oh, oh yeah, no, like I was kind of I I've supported him all along to an extent. Like I've I've fully backed him with getting rid of the lads he got rid of and all this thing. Like to be honest, I I backed him with that as well, and the belief he'd bring people into the place. But that's another story. But even myself after the. The Finn Haps game, I was looking at some of the subs, I was looking at the people he brought off and the people he didn't bring on, and I was thinking to myself, Jesus, is this fella seeing what's going on in front of him? Like, but then you go down to Galway and he seemed to get it spot on for that game, so you're hoping if he keeps it up with that now. And I think we've needed a bit of a spark as well. We've kind of had no big night this season. Like, we haven't beaten any of the big teams, whereas previous years we have a big night where you can kind of say that the fans were buzzing everything was a big buzz and down in Galway it was it was brilliant like everyone that was down there yeah. was delighted with the performance and obviously it's gone like, was it a good performance Kevin on top of being a good result I thought oh, yeah. we I thought it was yeah. yeah even when we conceded we battled hard very hard so we could have put the game away and made it 3-1 we, we battled hard to to see it out which is something this year I, I was very nervous now down in Galway when they got the goal back I was thinking I don't know if we're going to see this out but they stuck at they done their job they set in they done it well do you know they got, they got out of pressure we nearly put the game away so look Bray we're going to Bray now uh, tomorrow it's going to be a tough game again but I hope he sticks with what he's stuck with in Galway and I think we could be looking at something positive tomorrow I think if if he goes with the same team and if the players can produce the same performance yeah. I think we'd certainly get something out of Bray okay. yeah. I mean we have two wins over him this season alright I think we've beat him twice have we yeah 
Yeah, so we beat them one up there and that five three game yeah, below. That has to be in the back of our heads as well, and Brad will be thinking about that as well. So you, you kind of hope going there that we can get the result that we need because we've Cork. I think Cork is our next league game as well. If we Cork can go twice in yeah, a row, coming up twice in a row, yeah, it'll all start looking pretty good if they stay up with yeah, a couple of final. I, th- I think I think this ge- this game tomorrow is 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 massive for our season. Like I think we we really really need to get something here. Do you know, this is one. I think this is one game we should be looking at now saying. Yeah, three points, big time needed here. And Karen, you made the point there, like that. Mm-hmm. If we do, if we do survive and reach a minimum, which we've done a cup semi final. Neil has said it, hasn't he, a few times yeah. in his in his interviews for a team that's been promoted. If you were offered that at the start of the season at any level, you'd view it as a success. Yeah, I think I think know? that was that. I think that was part of the problem going back to the start of the season. Like it was kind of the club over promised. And I know you have to be realistic as a fan as well, but when they're when they're building it up with the whole big and Martin was and everyone was with the whole we're going to push for Europe, we're going to do this and that. And in the season there's a small bit dreary you you get upset, you get a small bit annoyed with it. Well, like, as far as I said the club thought they had good players. Well, they had good players, to be honest. Like, there's, there's some good players. Maybe not players as good as maybe not it. as good as we thought, but yeah. but there is good players there. But like if we if we beat Bray tomorrow, you say, and then we have like We've games against Galway coming up, Pats, Drogheda. If you win all them, you could be looking at maybe finishing close enough to the top half of the table and finishing in a semi final at least, hopefully one better. It doesn't look as bad looking back on it. But let's uh, let's try to look at it from a strategic point of view. If that's your goal behind the scenes, you don't publicly say it. You don't, yeah. you don't. Personally, yeah. I'd never say it. No. I'd say, listen, we're new into the division, consolidate this year, build on it. We have a three-year plan, which is Anything the famous the term thrown out. And then if you're knocking on the door of Europe, you're saying, listen, we're exceeding expectations. Exactly. It's brilliant. Yeah. Then there's more positivity around the whole thing. Do you think, Jason, to some extent to that kind of talk, when teams were going playing in Limerick, they were sort of more up for the game, more out to get them a little bit? Oh, 100%. Of course, a bit of a target these, these on the coming without into the division expecting into Europe. Yeah, like. without a doubt. People are saying, right, Limerick are going for Europe. Lesson. If we can beat them, then maybe we're going to be going for Europe. Mm. Do you know? And, and it was Paul O'Donnell made a, a great point there recently. He said, coming towards the back end of the season now, Finn Harps in a dogfight, we're in a bit of a dogfight. Uh, for teams coming to play Limerick or play Finn Harps, as a player, putting the player's hat on for a moment, teams in the middle of the league with nothing to play for, where would you rather go? You're away to Limerick, you're saying to yourself, oh, lovely, fancy this, the market's field, beautiful pitch, yes. I'll ping the ball around. Yeah. The following week you're away in Finn Harps, you're going, oh, don't really fancy Shit, this yeah. one, going to get a few <laughs> kicks up here, poor pitch. Do you I know? think I think teams do think that coming down to yeah, Limerick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, it's when we're not going well, we're not we're not kind of built to be a big battle, so it's, it gets very comfortable for teams at times. I think if we are not doing well because we don't have the muckers basically that the likes yeah, of Harps have, who will make it very very tough. You like you see it when they got one up against us and down to ten men, it was more niggly fouls and wasting time down the ground. It's brilliant from then. I'm not complaining about yeah, it. Yeah, if we it were doing the same thing in the same situation, I'd be delighted. But it's horrible to watch as an opposition fan, and it must be horrible to play against, which suits them perfectly. Whereas we kind of try and play, not as much now under Neil, but we try and play nice enough kind of ball. We have the likes of, say, Legia and those people who, who aren't really going to be flying into 50-50s, and that, but they'll do more damage if they're doing well than Finn Harps will, but 
it's it's a lot more comfortable to play against. I made a comment like about McNulty that night for Finn Harps. We do we don't have a McNulty. No. Do you know? No. The closest thing we have to McNulty, in my opinion, is probably Joe Crow. Yeah. Do you know who's what, twenty? Yeah. On loan from someone who's willing to fly into tackles. But for me, McNulty that night epitomised why Finn Harps will always have a chance of getting out of trouble. Because we'll put his head in, we'll put his body in front of it, we'll make them tackles, and he's a defender. And, and you need him, like, you need those we'll guys. I suppose, Kevin, like, it might be a bit unfair to say this, but sometimes the League of Ireland is a little bit cagey or physical in that its mistakes that tend to get punished. Yeah. As yeah. much as like the quality wins out at the end, you know. And I think yeah, Limerick, yeah, yeah. the way they play often, they kind of invite mistakes on themselves. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be easier definitely. just to boot it away yeah, it's, stand, it's, whatever but if you try as you say there's a time and a place yeah. and just it's all it. about the balance doesn't it because at the same time when you're saying if things go badly we set ourselves up for mistakes kind of it's it's the other way if we were up around top four and we're playing very well then we're describing it as a brave style of play and this and that exactly. no, yeah, it's, yeah, it all yeah, depends yeah. on how you do it like if we got I'm sure they were doing well this year they'd be uh, lighting up the division that's it like if we, if we <laughs> got if we get in two or three but you play the same way you don't do so well like, that's it we get in two or three top season. players and we play the exact same way next year but we're up around top three then we're all saying what a brave decision to go out and play football <laughs> like we but I think you have to have I just think no more than Finn Harps something teams come down to Limerick yeah. thinking great we've a game of football yeah but when here. you look at us yeah. they go up to Finn Harps and they're kind of oh no when no, you look at us when we were at our best in the Premier I, I feel at the time we were best in the Premier we had Joe Gamble in there now Joe Gamble is a quality quality player on the ball as well but he would kill you in a tackle like. yeah. and he's, he's not quite he's not wasn't quite a McNulty but you know he was capable of he'd, he'd up in you like, and you have to have that and I think not, not even just not even just to put a fair into the other team to get your own team roiled up a bit as well because if a fella's slacking a bit and then he sees Joe going flying into this and then yeah. Joe gives him a bit of a ballock and he's going to raise the game for him like you have to have that kind of tough nut in there I think for any yeah. successful team you need, a, you need a ball player you need a player that's going to put his foot in and be niggly and, and most a lot of teams in the league have it I, as we were saying Joe Crowell as we think is probably the only one we have we need people to step up and give other players that bit of passion that bit of fucking bit of drives to say look get stuck into this crowd because we have to uh, I think we're lacking it, and hopefully we can find someone that can do it. Because you know, we need someone who can go in there and just kick. Do you know, and also play a ball, but not the tough side of the game as well. Well, it spreads through the team. Do you know, it does, yeah. just as as slacking off and not making runs yeah. and not making challenges spreads through the team. That physicality and driving people on that spreads through the team is, as well. But like a good crunch and tackle is as good as a nice bit of play to get things going. Yeah. Not not only the team, the entire ground. Yeah. Like you could be in a the ground there and it could be a dreary old match and a team are kind of passing their way around you. Yeah. But then you have your Joe Crow or your McNulty and he flies in. Wins the ball. Uh, even yeah. could be a small bit of a dangerous challenge but if he wins it and clatters a fella then everyone gets all excited yeah. and it starts to rev things up yeah. a bit like. like. I think, you, correct me if I'm wrong, his first game was away to Galway in the league. Yeah, he played yeah. right back. Yeah. yeah, within five minutes of the game, he was flying into the boards. Exactly. Yeah, he finished the game with a Terry Butcher style <laughs> yeah, head yeah, bandage yeah. on him. Yeah, I was sitting back. I was in the stand and saying to myself, "Right, he's out of position. He's a centre back playing right back, but this young fella has he's something about him." Yeah. Like yeah. you know, um, I was surprised that Tony Whitehead played ahead of him. Maybe there was a, a reason Neil knew that that we don't. Um, the only reason Tony's played an awful lot of football this year. Um, 
at, in the Premier Division yeah, and for I his first year he in. He has played a lot, yeah. Do you know, like if you compare that, we were speaking off air myself and Kevin about Paddy O'Connor that time. Right, he came into the team as well but and played a lot of games, but it was in the first division when we were coasting through yeah. games. Yeah. Tony's in there probably, I don't have the stats in front of me, but he's played a lot of football this year. 90% of the games at least. Anyway. You know, in a team that's fighting a relegation battle. Yeah. And, and, even if, and even if a lad is up for it, at that level, if he's good enough for that level, uh, in a first year like that, you'd kind of like to be taking him out and giving him a bit of a break, just yeah. not even physically, a bit mentally and a bit 100%, to, yeah. to bring him back in. Like you see it with Dundalk above, like they have Sean Hoare and even at the start, I think he was injured for a while as well, but they bring him in and they bring him out and they have that yeah. kind of, they have that kind of luxury. Like, so I don't think a break would do Tony any harm at all. Especially now, since Dave seems to hopefully be gone back into centre back. So is Joe Crow kind of working out then as a signing? He's been all like right. the signings that he's brought he's, in. He's, I he's think been questionable. He's been all right. He's cost us a few goals as well. But as Jay said, he's, he's only twenty. This is his first time ever playing senior football. Like, and as Tommy Robson has said in interviews a number of times now since he was at Limerick, like it's a whole different thing. Than the the youth set up over in England, where it's not about results at all. Yeah. To come in here and all of a sudden you're under fierce pressure, like to to go out and win because fellas' jobs are depending on it. You know, like the, your teammates. You have someone like say a Brendan Clark who has a family who probably has a mortgage to pay and this and that, and it, it's it's not like playing with other 18, 19 year olds. So it's a lot of pressure for these twenty year olds, and the same as Tony. That's why I think if you have a good squad and you have the numbers, it's good to put the young lads in and take them back out yeah. just so they're not under this constant pressure. It's really his first season, really, and that he's played so much, Tony White. So I think, as you're saying, I think it is probably a chance to just grab him, especially with the run of games, just come up to just tip him in the shoulder and say, look, you're going to be rested for one or two games, we're going to put you in, put you out. I think it could be the best thing for the young lad as well because he's, he's done well in games this season, but he's also got caught out in games this season. But obviously it's a massive learning curve for him. Hopefully... It works out for him in the next few years and he comes a better player out of it. But I think it's just time, maybe now, to just tip him on the shoulder and say, look, we're just going to rest you for a game or two, maybe put you back in then. What was the difference then, as if the Finn Harps game was so bad and we were at the, looked like the end of the road almost for Neil, and then the Galway game turned it around completely? Was it the change in formation, personnel? Personnel, personnel. Personnel for me, you know, the balance looked so much better with Shane at left back. Dave in at, at centre back. I was surprised actually he didn't change the goalkeeper. So in my own opinion, um, I felt he he had made a couple of errors, um, and I was kind of saying you give Freddie a new contract. Brendan's made a couple of errors. Maybe there'll be a change there. I was surprised. His only personal opinion. Surprised that he didn't. Rodrigo worked as hard as I've seen him work yeah, against definitely, Galway. Definitely. Um, it really did. Um, I so suppose the players knew too that like, yeah. Yeah. something needed to I change. Think big, I think a big thing with Brendan as well, and he, he did he done okay in Galway. He done all right. Didn't really do anything wrong. I think he's they made him vice captain recently, didn't they? So I think that's a big thing with him as well. So people are probably looking up to him in the dressing room. Yeah, as well. they seem to have an awful lot of trust in. They have a lot of trust in, in Brendan. That that's probably why because uh, I was even thinking myself like I've made no. I'm not hitting it at all. I think Brendan. Why would I? Like I think Brendan's a very, very good goalkeeper. Yeah. But Freddie is as well, and he did make he did make the mistakes against Finn Harpster. So I was even thinking not not that I wanted it so much, but I thought maybe 
as as Jason said, you have Freddie there. Mm. So I was thinking he'd be under a lot of pressure now because if you have someone that good behind you, there's not huge room for mistakes. But like mistakes happen. There, yeah. every keeper in this league makes mistakes. Freddie makes mistakes. Everyone does. But the same way, if it was Freddie in goal and he'd made the two yeah. mistakes, you'd be looking thinking he has a very good keeper in Brendan behind him. So I, I even went down to Galway thinking. Freddie might be getting his chance back. Yeah, in the I, I think that come back to the last Finn Harps game at home as well. I think it was Freddie made a mistake against Finn Harps, wasn't it? Yeah. Season, yeah. So it's yeah. kind of similar. I think. I, the, think, the team I don't think. Well. I don't think that the fact that Neil it, made it, him it almost kind of uh, it, it seeps down into every player's performance. Yeah. Thing. Oh, it does. Do you know, look, and I suppose it's our job to have a look at each player. Yeah, and, of course, yeah. you know, and we have the luxury of the teams we suggest or the players we suggest to go in will never cost results yeah, and will yeah. never get teams relegated whereas Neil has to live and die by his team selection yeah. um, I suppose in fairness Neil too he hasn't been afraid to change it no no like in fairness yeah. <laughs> in my opinion he's quite changed. dramatically at times in my yeah. opinion he's actually changed it too much I, I think there's been far too much change to be honest since Neil came like at the start fine he had to see everyone but it seems to be every kind of week now there's, this is changing that is changing like even the back four alone, how many different in and out have we seen King before? Clark before before Shane in. ever before Shane even ever got in, yeah. like there was this fella coming out here, that fella going in there. This, it cannot be easy. Was, because he, was he expecting too much when he came in? I think like he gave a different idea. I, he, I, I think no matter be, how many DVDs he saw, he probably didn't be, know the league. You know, to yeah, be very honest, I, I think he underestimated the league. To mm. be very honest, I think he underestimated the league. I think he's well woken up to it now because I, I, I can imagine a guy coming in like that from you know the Premier League or whatever yeah and and over having over expectations for the players and, and saying oh you're not good enough yeah it, it might have been a bit of that but I honestly think as well as that like the way he cleared the whole thing out and changed the team completely yeah but I think, he, I think he underestimated what we're up against as well like there's good yeah, quality there's very too. good quality in yeah. the League of Ireland like he, I think he thought he could get rid of the three lads not replace them and just through his own knowledge, he he cost his way. It's it's mm. not it's not like that in League of Ireland. Like there's a lot more quality here than people realise. Well, I think the proof is there now at the moment, especially with the examples. You look, Richie Towell has gone on loan to Rotherham, yeah. an instant hit, scoring goals. Yeah. Sean Maguire is is off the mark with Preston, scoring goals. Um, I think Gaffney's still scoring yeah, goals over there. Do yeah. you know? And they're just three examples, obviously that. Um, that roll off the tongue, but that Brown just scored as well. Didn't he score for yeah, Alan Brown and Scott scored for Alden. So there you go. Listen, it <laughs> proves that players can go from League of Ireland across Channel, make an impact straight away. It yeah. just enhances that it's a very, very good league. Yeah, you, you'd hope, like you'd hope, if it is a case of that, if he has overestimated what we had, or if he has underestimated the league, you'd hope he'd get the points you now to, to to keep us up, obviously, and he would have learned a harsh lesson because it got. Very, very bumpy for him and the players there for a while. But like you said, you said a while ago that it kind of um, after the Harps game it seemed like people were done with Neil and 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 this and that. Did Michael Hearn have some posts did he? No, but something. like as well, I I had quite a number of posts that night. <laughs> <I don't laughs> the morning, but, uh, <laughs> no, but like I do, I don't actually think it was a case of I don't think in, in terms of all I can speak of is in terms of my group I go with. I don't think at all it was a case of we were done with Neil MacDonald or we were done with the players. We we still kind of knew the likelihood was we were going to stay up and all this. I think it was just, it was a boiling point for, I don't know how many times I've said it on this podcast now, it's when we have the chance to do something and we just don't turn up. Leave it cool, like yeah. At the start of the season, it was the chance to get into fourth, 
didn't turn up, took a hammer, and we had hands, didn't turn up, took a hammer, and, and we kind of, we'd beaten Bowes, we'd beaten Harps in the cup, and we thought to ourselves, we could get in a bit of a run here, if we beat Harps, we'd be as good as safe, came out with 30 minutes, 40 minutes of very good football, and then the second half was absolutely, in my opinion, a terrible performance, yeah. and it, we were just fed up of seeing it again, and it just seemed to me, and like people will say, oh, they're trying their best. Honestly, at times this season, I don't think they have. I think when they got behind, it's been a long, long time since we came behind from behind in a game. Like, But again, in the second half of that game, in my opinion, the reason I was so angry is I thought we went behind the hearts and we kind of just took it as, well, we've lost this now. Yeah. But could it be a case, and again, like yourself, it's only my opinion, could it be a case that the players that are on the pitch look at the changes that were made against Harps could well be yeah. and go oh dear yeah like, yeah. like players it's, aren't stupid like they, no. they can see what's happening yeah. and yeah. it demotivates them yeah. was possibly look, Definitely. I'm just throwing it out there that could have happened yeah. if Trace was brought on yeah. Rodrigo was left on Spare, maybe yeah. there's a little bit more belief yeah. we certainly saw a lot more belief in Galway and look without turning it now because it's it's positive Finn Harps was our last league game yeah, it's a cup game we've won. We yeah. still need to win a couple of league games exactly, before yeah. we can say we're I, I safe. Were, as know? you were saying a while ago about a, a, a turning point in the season, that could be Galway. I mean, I think we should we shouldn't change anything tomorrow night. Like, no, I don't 100%. think anything should change. Go with your same team and build on that for the next few yeah. weeks because I think we'll be all right if we do that. Because as J- as Jason is saying, like with changes in the middle of a game, maybe affect players. Like if you're one of the eleven that played down in Galway and have put in what I think is the best performance yeah. under Neil MacDonald yeah. since he came here. If you're, dropped, if you're dropped, what are you going to be thinking? Like, for example, because we've spoken at Linton about him, if you're Shane Tracy and the team is called out tomorrow and you're on the bench up in Bray, you're thinking to yourself, what do I have to do at all? Yeah. And then exactly. the other players are, the other players are yeah, looking at it saying, yeah. what the hell? What's he doing? Like you, have, you have a fella there, let's say, as I was saying, with Dougie and Leeds, I think, and Bastion, I think Shane really helped them with how quickly yeah. he's able to play the ball into the middle. So, not not to have a go off him, but say Dave is back to our left back, and yeah. we've seen he's nowhere near as comfortable on the ball. Sure. As, so, you're looking at it then, Dave gets it, and an opportunity that Shane would have taken in Galway to get you, if you're Shane Duggan, if you're Legia Lynch on the ball, is now not being taken. You're thinking, well, Jesus. You could see it so many times how well we've done in the first half by just getting the ball at Shane's feet and getting it into the middle to Legia and Bastion and Dougie. We created so much in the first half because we went in ahead. You know, I think we deserved to win ahead at halftime. Because players aren't robots. Like yeah. you can think all you want of this thing of well, they just have to get on with their job. But if you're a player and you see a sub happening that you think is ridiculous as well, you're going to get fed up with it as well. Yeah. Of course, I, I think he what Shane did for me and I said a while ago was get balls into Rodrigo's feet. Now I've said numerous times that Leija is at his most effective centrally running by the centre forward, getting beyond him, linking up with him yeah. in a real number 10 type of role. And we saw that down in Galway and it was from Shane Tracy's balls into Rodrigo yeah. which allowed him to do that. Dougie proved if there's cover behind him in the defensive role that Bastion played that he can get into the box and be a goal threat. He proved that with a fantastic goal. Yeah. So look, hopefully Neil agrees and, and sees that yeah. as his best team. Maybe yeah. with Joe Crowe instead of Tony. Maybe for them reasons, but I yeah. wouldn't be changing anything else. Anything no. else, really? Yeah. How's Berkey doing? He's been he's yeah. been busy. I like That's him. the best we yeah. can. Uh, look against Harps. To be fair to him, in the first half, he got taken down for the penalty. He created uh, a clear cut chance for Leeds. Yeah. Um, 
he was playing uh, a number 10 role, really. He's not a goal threat. No. He's not a goal threat. But I think, I think what Wikipedia he did is... Wikipedia page But I think, that just, yeah. but I think so what no, he but did is... You can is see by his performance. He, he's not, he did a lot know. of the donkey work for Rodrigo, did. didn't he? Yeah. Whereas, like, against, say, I go back to Rovers, there was a, a noticeable difference in the Rovers game when he was taken off. Because when he was on, he was busy, he was in their faces... And as soon as he taken off, they had a lot more comfort and time to play the ball out from the back. Mm. And like, if you like, all Rodrigo needed at that stage was someone to go do the work from because Roddy's not going to be closing down the centre back, the left back, the right back. So he might, he's probably not the best player in the world, obviously, Borky, but he's he, he's a grafter. Like he's done, he's yeah, done what he was there to do, really, hasn't he? Yeah, you can't yeah. underestimate hard work. Exactly. Yeah, it, it goes a long way. Yeah, does yeah, exactly. And at the time, I think, at the time as well, I think when he came in, we kind of needed that. Yeah. We needed just someone to be buzzing around the place. Yeah. Karen, don't go away from here now without giving a massive mention to Shane Tracy's testimony. Can we move on to Shane Tracy? Can Let's, do it. Let's do it. Jay, do you Let's think do we do should it. move on to Shane Tracy? Lads, I certainly do. Since we've talked about him a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Shane Tracy's testimony, lads. I'm saying it all week. If you're a fan of the club, if you're a proper fan of Limerick SC, you will be asked to Marcus Field on Saturday. Kickoff is a half six, lads. I'm I'm sick to death of saying it at this stage, you know. But we've had more whinging and moaning and everything the time the three lads were released. And I keep going back to it about oh the way they were treated and this and that. And grand they were there a while. Shane Tracy knows at the club ten years, and it's not like he's been released and he'll probably finish out the season. But this is more than likely his last season at the club. So if you were in any way upset about the three lads going and how they were treated, now your chance has come out to a proper. Limerick FC legend Shane Tracy and show him all the appreciation in the world which he deserves because he's been a classy player on the pitch for us he's a classy man off it like we haven't had this is our first home game in two or three weeks three yeah. weeks it's five euro cheaper than usually you get to see all the old faces that won the first division with us like say Paddy Purcell is going to be playing um, Joe Gamble is getting yeah. the boots back on Derek McCarthy Barry Ryan Willie Boland is playing um with the quality he brings, there's a, there's all those old faces playing. Dave O'Leary's back, so like, and not only that, your support. Derek O'Brien's back down, isn't he? Derek O'Brien, yeah. like these all won the first division just the first time. Like Paddy Purcell is as big a club legend as Shane Tracy. He never yeah. got to say a goodbye, so even just to come back to him, show the appreciation for Shane. And listen, it's a great day out if you're going out of a Saturday night. Go down, throw in your tenor. Great start tonight. Go over, have a few of these after and hit it. Family night. I think it's under 12s are free. You get two yeah, under 12s. Under 12s, free. Kids, are, kids are free. So, you yeah, bring, so if you have two kids, two parents, 20 quid, there's a day out for them. And you're supporting um, charity. The charity is actually it's the Irish Guide Dogs. Uh, some of the money is going to, but it's not just the Guide Dogs, it's the actual section of it that deals with the dogs for children with autism, is who that's going to. So you're going to have a great day. It's going to be a great life supporting Shane and charity. Bearing in mind how well he did against Galway. Why would you say it could be his last year? What's Shane? Is he 28? I, I personally hope it's not, but I'm just saying in terms of it, it could possibly so make sure he you knows. Know, to be there, make sure you come. Yeah. Make sure you come. Make sure you know. Yeah. Just in case. Look, just we'll in case. fight to make sure he's here next season yeah. after this. <laughs> but just but just in case, like if... It's if very known, Kevin, in the modern um, game, as I say, to be at the club for 10 years. It's, it's, yeah. it's very rare. Yeah. It's for rare. a local guy too. But like in any level of the game yeah. nowadays. It's rare in any rare. level, but League yeah. of Ireland, with the turnover in League of Ireland, yeah. to be at any League of Ireland club for 10 years is absolutely mental when you consider... Do you, look at the amount of change we've gone through this year. 
Yeah. Let alone season through season. Like it's all one year deals in the league. And Shane has lasted ten years here. Do you know it's He's seen some highs and lows, hasn't he? Yeah, like everything yeah, everything we've been through yeah. like everything we've been through as a group. We've had fellas in our group going to games ten, fifteen years. We've had lads in that group, including myself, who've grown up Watching and went Shane. through everything with Shane that Shane has gone through. Like he's been involved but in every up and down. Even when we when we go back and we talk about the Chapman Park days, Shane Tracy was there. So he was grinding out with yeah. us. He was there in the tough days. And so when we, we were when we weren't the great side, we were in Division One and we were third from bottom. Shane was there. So, so you have to appreciate the guy that's seen it all. He's seen the highs, as Jason said. He's seen the lows. I mean, he's he's come. He's won a league with us. He's got. I, I should have played in the cup final last year. We won't yeah, talk about that again. That's gone back way too long. But anyway, so I think, I think <laughs> if we're since we, look, if we're going to make up for last year, I think this is Shane's night. I think everyone should get out there. As far as I'm concerned, it's as big as a cup final. Being honest, for a player to be at a club for ten years, especially Limerick, the servant he's been, I think we should all get out. We should appreciate what he's done for the club, and hopefully he's here for yeah, just a bit treat more it in like, the future as well. In my opinion, anyone, if you're a Limerick fan, treat it like it's an normal home game and turn up because we haven't had one yeah. in two weeks. But it is going to be a great night. There's some great, there's some great legends of the team on show there. Like there's going to be a good laugh going. I'm sure it'll be great fun. Hopefully, we get to see Shane score. One of his trademark free kicks yeah. on the night, but listen, how can you go wrong a kick off a half six kick off a tenner? Yeah. You couldn't you couldn't go wrong, do you know? And then if hopefully we, we sign Joe Gamble as a free agent after <laughs> the game and then everything is great. If we get a good again. result in Bray, <laughs> yeah. I think it'll certainly help exactly. yeah, yeah. Yeah. the yeah. atmosphere and, and look his integrity never in question. Stuck around. I'm, I'm gonna make a bold Stuck. prediction for the weekend. Tracy's gonna score in Bray tomorrow night, we're gonna win one nil <laughs> and it's gonna be a great day and night Saturday. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> There'll be more than one goal in Bray. <laughs> but I think he, wasn't he one of the first ones? I think he was probably one the first, if not he was one of the first, if not the first, to sign straight back up. Like the yeah. after really get like I I'll never forget just personal thing about Shane is what I'll never forget about him is just the class of the man he was going through his own thing after being relegated the next morning when I woke up I had a message, a private message on Twitter from Shane yeah, apologising yeah. to me about being relegated and thanking all of us for our support and all this. that's the kind of fact even that night from top of Finn Harps he was, when we went onto the pitch in the game I was, he was the first player I went to and he was in bits like the, he was in bits you know it was like it was like as Kevin said it was like someone passed away or something there you go that that shows you why you need to know you know but when you look at when you look at like someone like Shane all my kind of big memories with the club are linked to Shane as well that's the kind of fact he is like I remember when we very first won the first vision to get promoted after 19, 20 years, I actually have the picture at home of Shane was the first one to come over and he got a picture with the trophy with my younger brother. And the same, when we got relegated, my memory from that is Shane was standing in front of all of us in floods on the pitch. Like, we actually have a picture of Shane over here on the table for the podcast. But yeah. listen, uh, but to me anyway... <laughs> Literally on the table. To me, talking about... <laughs> Literally stick up the wall. Just, just the last thing to say about Shane, to me, to be a club legend, like, it gets said a lot, but to be a club legend you have to represent the club on the pitch and off the pitch and like he's as classy a man off the pitch as he is a player on it so I t- everyone just please come down and support the man because he deserves it your support and charity right, so half Not six Saturday half six yeah. Saturday Marketsfield and the Bray game tomorrow Bray game is tomorrow yeah what, 7.45 or something uh, 7.45, 7.45 yeah, up, yeah, up in Bray alright hopefully two wins come on everybody yeah.